0: Okay, so I'm going to go a little K. Arthur on you. Okay. So one of the things that is really good to do, and my dad would make everyone do this, is like as you're going through Philippians, um, either circle or note all the um, rejoicing or joy, all the references to joy. And you're going to realize this is also called sometimes an epistle of joy. Mm-hmm. because just there's so many references to joy. Mm-hmm. But the other one is some call this the mind of Christ mm-hmm. because you're going to have words like mind, thoughts, anything that has to do with your thought life or your mind or your mindset, how you're supposed to think. Circle those two and uh, let them just be kind of illuminated as you go through. I was mm-hmm. even as I was doing this first week, I was so like amazed at all the joy, mm-hmm. all the joy, 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 joy. And I love joy. I'm just getting really excited about joy. I'm not really into depression. It's just unique. So um, glad. <laughs> wow, not weird. into What's grumpiness <laughs> or sadness. It's just, anxiety. but joy. Mm-hmm. And I just got, you know, Paul took joy. And again, um, Angie, you were you were saying that as we we're studying this, <clears throat> to remember again that this is a prison epistle. and mm-hmm. And then how the church of Philippi was joined. And I know you were like, well, are you going to go to Acts chapter 16? Mm-hmm. So I said, No, you're going to tell them about Acts
1: chapter 16. <laughs> I know. So go. we're not, so yeah, well. segue right into it. So, in case you didn't know that um, the history of how the church in Philippi mm. got started, we learn about it in Acts chapter 16. Mm. And I mentioned this briefly at the beginning of the hour at 9 30, but Paul was headed into Asia. And he was on his second missionary journey, is that right? That's right. And he um, wanted to go to Asia. And two times the Lord stopped him from going into Asia. And then he had a vision. And in that vision, he saw a man from Macedonia asking him to come and to preach the gospel to him. And Philippi was the leading city in Macedonia. And so God redirected Paul's steps. Paul and Silas' steps to take him to Philippi. And the church started there. And something interesting to me too, which is something I think we'll all appreciate, is that you know, he went there sort of expecting maybe um, 10 Jewish men that would make up a synagogue, but there weren't. He went down by the river where the men would normally pray. And what did he find? Lydia, a woman. He found a woman. He found Lydia. A business woman. Yes, and a group of praying women. And God spoke to their hearts through Paul. And the church was began there.
0: Mm-hmm. And also, too, that that's the place where Paul was thrown into prison. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes we measure success by um, all the good things that mm-hmm. happen to us. Yeah. Right. But here's total leading of the Lord. And he goes into Philippi, and it, you know, no men, mm-hmm. and it was a man that he saw. Mm-hmm. And instead, there are women that are responding to the gospel. Then, because Paul, um, Uh, casts out this demon, uh, this demon out of Mm -hmm. this girl. He's thrown into prison for doing a good thing. And he's thrown into prison with Silas. But there he had an evangelistic campaign because sore and bruised and whipped and put in the darkest chambers, deep, deep, probably in a cave, Mm. chained up they began to sing hymns. And hymns are different than worship songs because hymns are doctrinal statements. And that's what makes a hymn a hymn as opposed to a chorus. Mm-hmm. A chorus, you kind of repeat some of the, um, it's more about feelings often with a chorus. Mm-hmm. But a hymn will be a doctrinal uh, statement on Christ, the solid rock so I he stand. he was
1: preaching the gospel. He was preaching the, the gospel.
0: gospel. And it says the prisoners were listening. Mm-hmm. And then we know the story of the earthquake where all the chains fell off mm-hmm. and the jailers started to commit suicide. Paul says, do not harm yourself. Um, the prisoner comes and he says, look, we're all in prison. We haven't tried to escape. Mm-hmm. We haven't tried to take advantage of this situation. And so the jailer falls on his knees and says, okay, lead me to Jesus. Mm -hmm. What do I have to do to be saved? Mm -hmm. Paul leads the jailer and his whole family to Jesus. Mm -hmm. And sometime late that night, um, he baptizes all of them. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's incredible. They're all baptized. Who knows? Maybe they had a bathtub in the um, courtyard. But they're all baptized, and they clean up all of uh, the, uh, the jailer. Cleans mm-hmm. up all of Paul's wounds and mm-hmm. Silas's wounds. And then the next day, the magistrates say to the jailer, uh, send those men away. We found out they're Roman citizens. And Paul's like, uh-uh, uh-uh, You're going to have to come and apologize personally to me. And you know why Paul did that? One of the reasons was he was protecting the church. He was safeguarding the church because by putting, like, I'm a Roman citizen mm-hmm. um, and I'm in a Roman colony. You had no right to do that. He's all of a sudden put a protection on that jailer. Mm. And on all those people that are just saved. Because he was wrongly imprisoned. Right. An incredible move. So they can't afford now to put any of those new believers Mm. in prison. It's like, I mean, it's incredible. But that's the birth of this church. Yeah,
1: the foundation.
0: And from that moment on, these people committed to supporting Paul. You know, Lydia, through her business, the jailer, committed to... And maybe some of those prisoners who heard the gospel, mm-hmm. they committed themselves to supporting Paul in his missionary endeavors. Wherever he went, the support of these Philippians mm-hmm. would go.
1: And so we see that with the introduction, how does he identify himself in the first verse? He identifies himself differently than he does in a lot of his other letters. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are, are so I'm asking, verses?
1: yeah. Oh, that's right. We just jumped straight in. Thanks for reminding know, me. It's okay. It's
2: only two verses.
1: It's not that big So deal. one of the things we always do is we read <laughs> the passage, but we just jumped right into the background. So yes. Jasmine, why don't I'll you go just, ahead and I'll read, I'll those read, read those first those. two yeah. verses <laughs> and then we'll jump into what it says.
2: Paul and Timothy, bondservants of Jesus Christ to all the saints in Christ Jesus who are in Philippi with the bishops and deacons, grace to you and peace from God, our father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Very simple.
1: Yes. Wasn't
2: that big a deal. Straightforward.
1: Okay. So <laughs> how does Paul identify himself here?
2: Yeah, as a bond servant, like you said, differently than usual. And uh, you know, as Cheryl's mentioning, that the mind of Christ is a big theme in Philippians, I think. Like part of that mindset is that of a servant and mm-hmm. the humility. So good. And so you see Paul kind of even this is like a little foreshadow there of that of that heart and mindset. And the fact that it's a choice. To be a bondservant you know that you choose that it's not just like forced on you like slavery or something right and so i love that you make the choice i want to be a bondservant of jesus Mm -hmm. and take on that mindset so and he also brings timothy into it Mm
0: -hmm. he's like this isn't Mm, just from me but this is also from timothy and it's interesting because timothy was in philippi but he didn't go to prison he wasn't put in jail in acts chapter 16 you have timothy there And so I find that interesting because um, this was a church that they planted together. And it Mm. could be that even Timothy was comforting Lydia and and those believers. Because Mm. remember, Mm -hmm. the church was then in her house. Mm -hmm. And that was the place where they all met. And so it's from Timothy who they knew. Mm. and He also is a bond servant.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. One definition I saw too of just that doulos or that bond right. servant is this picture of one whose will is swallowed up in the will of another. Hmm. And it's That's really cool. just you really know, cool. laying down your own choices and your own plans and thoughts for the one of the other.
0: And Paul That's being
1: um, you know, a Pharisee and knowing the scriptures mm-hmm. as he did would have
0: related this immediately back to Deuteronomy, where it was a voluntary, uh, a bond servant, as mm-hmm. we said before, as you mentioned. It's voluntary. Right. So the year of Jubilee or Emancipation would come, and the servant would come to his master and said, I don't want to go free. Mm-hmm. I, I love you. I love my life in you. Mm-hmm. I love what you've given me. I love all the opportunities I yeah. have. And then that servant would be taken and have his ear pierced by his master. And that would signal that he was forever a bond servant. And a bond servant was more than a servant. Bond servant was actually a friend, advisor, and someone who would be accompanying the master wherever he went. So it became a very honored position because it was someone that the master trusted, not because he was getting wages. Not because he was afraid. Mm -hmm. but out of love. And isn't that a better way to serve? That
1: is. And
0: so when he's saying do love, he's saying, I'm not serving for the wages. I, you know, for what I'm going to get out of it, I mean, obviously prison, Mm -hmm. I'm not serving because of fear. Fear. Mm -hmm. This is
1: love Mm -hmm. because it's such a
0: good Lord. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: that's what it spoke to me is my relationship with Jesus Christ. If I'm trying to earn salvation or if I'm trying to maintain good works to, you know, have this religious experience, I fizzle out and I'm discouraged and defeated. But when my relationship with Jesus is out of love, it Mm -hmm. changes everything in the way that I serve him. It's more of that like, you know, audience of one that... Connection, <clears throat> communion, and serving him out of love, and then it becomes a joy. Yeah. You
0: know, I want to tell a really quick story because years ago when I was serving in England, we had like all these people leave all at once. I think we had eight people within um, two months. We just, it's, it's hard to lose people when you're mm-hmm. on the mission field. Mm-hmm. But we understood the reasons they went back and why they needed to get back. But I was complaining one day. I was on a train, I was going to do a Bible study, and now I'm all alone. Nobody's going with me. And I'm just having like just a complaining session, kind of like Jeremiah david used to sometimes in the psalms and i'm just saying lord and i was talking to the lord about matthew chapter 20 and i'm like i've been working so hard in your field Mm -hmm. and i've just been giving it all i have and i see people leaning on their shovels drinking coffee mochas that was a big deal for me and i see other people that are just leaving and they're they're getting all these rewards and they're getting all their wages and i'm gonna get the same wages as everybody else Mm -hmm. and i used to love that that passage like we all get the same wages but all of a sudden i'm like
1: Mm-mm. i'm doing more work
0: yes uh, when i went to bible city that night because i had to teach another bible study, can you imagine with that mentality teaching two bible studies no so bad so i go to teach i we're, we're having worship and we're singing i surrender all and i'm like i surrender all yes yes i do because you know that's what i had seen myself doing and the lord goes put your hands down you are not surrendered and i'm like what and the Lord began to speak to me. and said, when has our relationship ever been about the wages? Wow. When has it ever been about what you get out of it? When I thought it was about the association with me and being in my field
3: mm-hmm. and
0: working for my purposes and the harvest I want to bring. I'm so convicted by this time. I'm just crying. I'm not, and I'm not singing the song with everybody else. And I'm just repenting. And so, of course, I started the Bible study okay. with a really big spirit of repentance and confession. But it was just the idea of it's not about the wages. Mm-hmm. It's about the association of getting to work for Jesus Christ and being part of the harvest he's bringing. And then do you know what that does? You're not looking at what everybody else is doing or whether they get coffee right. mochas and you get just the black coffee. You don't care anymore. You're all about, oh, my goodness, isn't that great that we're mm-hmm. all a team Yep. Team Jesus. Mm-hmm. And again, this is all about unity, isn't yeah. it?
3: It
1: is. Yeah.
0: It's all about team Jesus. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so so no
0: comparisons, no competition, no yeah. criticisms. Mm-hmm.
1: So good. Well, and then in the, second, in the second part of verse one, this letter is written to all the saints That's in right. Jesus Christ.
2: Mm-hmm. Do you
1: have any comments or thoughts about that?
2: Uh, yeah, I just had one more thought. I didn't have a whole lot on this day, to be honest. But um, one thought that I had that probably isn't even... I don't know. I just thought it was interesting that it says in Christ Jesus and then in Philippi. And to mm-hmm. me that just spoke about the fact that we're in Christ no matter where we are. It doesn't matter if we're in okay. Philippi or in Costa Mesa or in Oklahoma. Wherever we are, that doesn't really matter. We're in Christ and our circumstances and our location really have no bearing on that or on mm-hmm. who we are and, you know, what I mean, like what God wants to do. It's always about the fact that we're in Christ first before I like anything the word else. Good. Saints Mm-hmm. The word saints, mm-hmm. just like, I ever have, like, saints? And it means,
0: like, um, holy ones or set apart. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking how simply we're set apart just by believing in Jesus. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden to this exalted um, position. And I think mm-hmm. in the body of Christ, if we would begin to look at each other and say, you know, instead of saying, Sister Jasmine, Saint Jasmine, how are you doing today? <laughs> you know. Or, you know, if we saw each other as you know, you, this is a holy mm. one, right? We are all holy ones. And yeah. to look yeah. at each other as holy ones. Yeah. Wouldn't that mm-hmm. just like change our whole mm-hmm. outlook?
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You know,
0: to realize this is a holy one. Right. They're bound for exaltation. C.S.
2: Lewis said something yes, about that. Like if you viewed people as they would be in glory, you'd be that's like right. tempted to worship wow. them. Like, yes. whoa, like, you know. It's just Change our perspective. Yeah, of how people. we look at each other. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. Well, but like, I like the in too.
1: And then the thing <laughs> I saw too is that's the only way that we're saints. Yes. It's back to that, that we're saints because of the work of Jesus Christ yeah, on go. our behalf. All right, let's move to number three, considering okay. these definitions of grace and peace. Did you guys have anything to add for either of those definitions? I had so much, and I, I feel like sometimes we just skip over those things, like grace mm-hmm. and peace,
0: mm-hmm. and they become like just bywords that we don't really understand or unpack. And grace is like so
2: rich. I want to hear Jasmine's definition of grace. And then i to My hear defini- yours, Angie. You're, it's so funny that you just said that. I, I didn't really do a whole lot on this because I went on day three and four. I was like, yeah. But day one, I'm like, oh, yeah, grace and peace. So you I did, did say, exactly I, I did. Say so I'm just guess. telling you all right now because we <laughs> talk about grace all the time. I'm just confessing. Well, I There's somebody wages. out there who did the same thing as me. I know you did. <laughs> it's like, yeah, 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 grace, peace. Uh, actually, I focused more on the peace. Sorry. I, did too, that I Because I just like the thought of uh, calm, quiet trust. And I was going back to Isaiah 26. That, you know, you have peace when your mind is, you know, God will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. So oh, just goodness. the quiet, okay. calm trust. I wrote a book Sorry. on grace because it was so You did rich. write a book on grace. So you wrote a lot more stop, on
0: that. And I have this one chapter where <laughs> grace is more than. Mm -hmm. It is this, but it's more than, like it's salvation, but it's more than salvation. It's God's goodwill towards us. Like he's looking at with favor on us, not like Mm -hmm. you need to improve or Mm -hmm. you should stop that, but like with favor, like when he says, um, highly favored one to marry, he's saying a highly graced one to Mm -hmm. marry. Mm -hmm. It's enabling power, but it's more than enabling power. Mm -hmm. It's, it's God's grace that helps us to keep. The, the law of God, and to live a life that pleases God. It's his power. It's his blessing. Um, it's his you know, forgiveness. I mean, it's just so expansive. Mm-hmm. You could go on
1: and on mm-hmm. and on. And to me, I see this too as Paul's beginning of praying. Because yes. so much of chapter one is him praying. And this is, he's praying for grace and peace. We need to move on, but I just want to add one thing on peace. Is it comes from the root word, to join which I thought was really interesting because it's about this partnership of grace, this partnership of peace. Mm. And so peace joins us together as one. It's it's reconciliation.
0: And it means that we're one with God. And when we're one with God, as John said, uh, first John, when we have fellowship with the father, we'll have fellowship with Mm -hmm. each other. Mm -hmm. You know, if you can't get along with your brother and sister, it's, it's the vertical connection that's wrong, not, there. not the right. horizontal. Right. To make the horizontal right, get the vertical right. Um, so good. Yeah. So that's it. I just wanted to say, though, that, again, going back to grace and peace, this is God's greeting to us. This is God mm. saying this to us. It's not Paul saying grace and peace. It's yes. from God grace. our Father. Mm -hmm. He's coming to us as a father, like a father who's so pleased so excited to come Mm -hmm. home and see his children. My dad used to come in the house and he was always so excited. I I had this thing where I'd be like, I'd hear the door and I'd be like, Daddy? And he'd be like,
2: where's my baby? And I'd be like,
0: Daddy, 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 Daddy's home. And I'd go and jump in his arms all the time. I mean... That was just the way we did it. Mm. And then he would pick me up, he'd take me to a chair, and he'd sing this song, Oh, tell me, pretty maiden, are there any more at home like you? And I had to answer, There are a few kinder And this whole little thing that he taught me so we could sing this every day. But he delighted to come home. Mm. And it was always with grace. And mm-hmm. it was always with peace. And mm-hmm. um, that's how God is coming yes. towards us. Yeah. Always with grace and peace Mm -hmm. it's it's not a need to improve or you know you've been naughty today never Mm. but this grace and peace if only we could see that you know even as we prayed earlier that god is looking like yes Mm -hmm. it's my daughters Mm -hmm. it's my girls Mm -hmm. they're talking to me like a baby saying its first word you know like dada
1: you know they're saying dada is that Mm -hmm. so cute you know And that's That's the only voice we need to listen to. That's right. his voice. And that's truth of how he speaks over us and how he thinks of us. Hmm. And
0: then, of course, Jesus saved us that we might have
1: this reconciliation, this grace and peace with God, Mm -hmm. that we might see him as that kindly, loving father. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, let's move on to day two, Philippians 1, 3 through 5. Cheryl, do you mind reading that? I would love to. I give thanks, okay. I've got the CSB
0: just so you don't think I'm just making it up. <laughs> I give thanks to my God for every remembrance of you, always praying with joy for all of you in my prayer because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now.
1: Good, okay. <clears throat> All right, so we're going to look through some of these phrases. I think my God, every remembrance, always in every prayer, making request with joy, your fellowship of the gospel from the first day until now. So which one of these do you guys want to pull out that you want to highlight? Do you have any?
2: Um, I, well, for me, I know Cheryl's mentioning the, the, the joy, and I, I just thought, wow, that's interesting that intercession was such a joy for him. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, and, and, you know, I mean, obviously there are times where you're interceding and it's a joy. Sometimes, though, you're feeling like, oh, this is a burden. I want to just see battle. the joy. A ba- it is a battle. Mm-hmm. But to find the joy in it, that just really kind of struck me. Like, oh, that's really cool. And the the joy that he had in their like-mindedness in the gospel. And, you know, and I think we were talking about that, too, how his, this epistle is, like, Uh, to friends, you know, he's Mm -hmm. writing like, I love you guys and just we're joined together. And I just thought, oh, that's just really sweet to see joy in intercession, joy in prayer. So Mm -hmm. nothing mm -hmm. really deep there, but yeah. With the
0: exception of Timothy, it's said that this is the most personal epistle that Paul
2: wrote. Yeah.
0: So I like Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. Um, I like the joy also, but um, I was thinking about how all Thanksgiving ultimately is owed to God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but that he would thank the Lord for them and that he would remember. He remembered, like, oh, remember how Lydia opened her heart to the Lord? Remember how Lydia opened her house to the Lord? Remember how Lydia fed us? You know, remember Lydia's enchiladas? You know, just kind of like this idea of, like, remember Lydia? Remember the jailer? Remember how he responded? Remember how tenderly he washed our wounds? Remember the prisoners? I mean, thinking about each of their testimony, Paul knew these people. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes it's, like, so fun, like... um, to remember
1: mm-hmm. people and just their mm-hmm. testimony and just thank God for them, mm-hmm. you know? That's what struck me too was just the simplicity of it mm-hmm. on every remembrance of you. Mm-hmm. That it wasn't like he was having to pray for hours. He was, every time he thought of somebody, he would turn it into prayer. That's so good. And it yeah. becoming a habit of his life. Of uh, That is every time he would just turn his thoughts into prayer. Mm-hmm. And remembrance is a mind.
2: Mm -hmm. Remembering
0: takes place in the mind. So there's your first reference to mind. Right,
2: Mm -hmm. right. And and just the fact, too, that the Philippians, it talks about their fellowship from the first day till now in the gospel. And I was Mm -hmm. thinking about that, just their constancy. He's constantly praying for them. They had a constancy, too. And actually, I was thinking about that this morning. I was like, that's actually harder than it sounds. We're like, oh, they just kept their eyes on Jesus and the gospel. That's not easy. Look mm-hmm. how easily derailed and distracted we are right now like in, with our culture and stuff like that. And to keep your mind on the right. gospel is not as easy as it sounds. And so that really stood out, like that they were focused. And this is in a time when the church was going to start getting heavily persecuted over the next century or two. I mean, right. this and wasn't this easy. And
0: was a Roman colony. Yeah. Yeah. And it's where
2: all the veterans
0: who had fought in any of the Roman wars mm. pretty much settled. It was a nice area. So mm. it was kind of mm-hmm. a, a place for expats, so right, to speak. Right. Uh, so what happened is it could be very dangerous for them as mm-hmm. Christians because mm-hmm. you've got all these ex military men yeah. who are, you know, Pax Romana and their allegiances are to Rome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So for these Christians to stand mm-hmm. yeah. is it really was as you said, remarkable. Yes. Yeah. yeah.
1: So that's, that's good. That, yeah, yeah that was a good I reminder to the me. persistence too. So, any other thoughts before we move on? I just, again, the partnership, the fellowship. The, mm-hmm. He didn't
0: see these um, people as below him. Or, mm. you know, my little projects in Philippi. How are my projects doing? Right. Right. Or competition. Yeah. Or yeah, own, he didn't have ownership. Yeah. He said, you're my friends. Mm-hmm. We're co-laborers. Mm. We're co-workers. Again, we're going back to team Jesus. Yeah. Right.
2: Yeah. So good. And that'll come up again, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's good.
1: All right. Day three. There's a lot in day three. Angie, would you read those verses yes. for us? i <laughs> to. Verses six through eight. Being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ, just as it is right for me to think this of you all, because I have you in my heart, inasmuch as both in my chains and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel gospel, mm-hmm. you all are partakers with me of grace. For God is my witness how greatly I long for you all with the affection of Jesus Christ. Mm. Okay, good. so his declaration here. Mm. Confident, begun, mm-hmm. good work. What are your thoughts on complete. these? And will complete until the day of Christ.
2: Um. I liked the the definition for confident that in the Greek that implies uh being persuaded, and I was thinking about that phrase, mm-hmm. and I was like, that means you've had um experience, you know, a track record where you've like developed a persuasion and a confidence that oh okay i, I am I've become convinced from my experience that got you know he who began a good work will complete it. and I just thought that's that's so true, that's so good like as we develop a track record with the lord we become more confident because we're like oh he's got this Mm -hmm. you know i mean he look how faithful he's been in the past and so i I don't know even when we go through hard things it's like oh that's actually good because it's developing that confidence and track record so that we know whatever we go through later god has this i can trust him in it so that just so good yeah that encouraged me i was just like yeah i can have confidence because of and I persuaded. like the word "good." It's good. It's mm-hmm. beneficial. It's healthy. It's yeah. um, productive.
0: It's it's pure. It's mm-hmm. wonderful. But I really went to will complete it because yeah. God doesn't leave it undone or half finished. And I was thinking Amen. of Zerubbabel in Zechariah chapter four,
2: yeah. where
0: you know the officials had come in and said, "No, you can't finish this temple," and all he all they had gotten was the foundation. Laid. Mm-hmm. And there and Zerubbabel's like. You know, I don't know, because there's forces or people enforcing that you can't build this. But the spirit of the Lord speaks and says, Zerubbabel laid this foundation and it's Zerubbabel Mm -hmm. who will finish this temple. Mm -hmm. And as we know, not by might,
3: Mm -hmm. not by by power. power,
0: but by my spirit, says the Lord. And so Paul's trusting that exact same spirit and right. confident in that same spirit that what God has started he knew God started the work in Philippi right yes. god did the thing with the jailer god did the thing with Lydia and mm-hmm. god will finish it mm-hmm. and that's a place of rest my takeaway was like that's a place of rest cuz sometimes you know you lead like someone to the lord and then you're like oh no i have to mm-hmm. go here or i can't stay with you and watch your development mm. or they're leaving um, parents know this you know, you're, you feel sometimes that the faith of your children is so fragile mm-hmm. and you have to put them in the hands of the Lord and you have to entrust and trust God
3: yeah. with
2: that person. Um, but Paul could rest in God and be absolutely mm-hmm. confident. Mm-hmm. No, no, that's, that's, it's, that's interesting. And sometimes it is going to go through a process or not look the way we think. I, right. I thought of um, William Borden, who was a missionary, who um, like, tragically died of meningitis at 25 as he's just starting. Mm-hmm his life on the mission field. I mean, he was just so surrendered and had such a remarkable testimony. But uh, one of his family members, after he died, said, you know, our master does no halfway jobs. And so he was a completed work, even though it didn't look like it because he died young. And he had such a powerful legacy. It's really remarkable after his death, yeah. like how many people got saved and stuff like that. Kind of like John and Betty stamp. Yes. It's like, this is not a halfway job, even though from our perspective, Or even like you said, like, even if you see somebody after you lead them to the Lord and go away, you're like, are they going to be okay? The Lord doesn't do halfway jobs. He completes the work regardless. Mm.
0: And you know, there's something I was, I'm reading this book right now and it's, uh, the God I don't understand. Mm. Um, and one of the things he says in it is that heaven is going to be a place of work, but it's Mm. productive work. Mm. The curse was that work was not productive. Right. But in heaven, there's work. Mm. But you rest because you know it all has production. Mm-hmm. And you know, when you like get your whole house clean, and that 10 minutes that it stays clean, yeah. <laughs> you just kind of rest. Or like one of my favorite things is Saturday night because I wash my sheets on Saturday. And to just slide in all clean in mm-hmm. that clean bed, I'm like, rest. That's my best sleep is Saturday <laughs> uh-huh. nights. And there is that sense of rest. And when you entrust to God, just mm-hmm. that sense of... Th- this is going to be productive. Mm. Yeah. This is going to
1: stay. Yes. This really is going to
0: last. Yeah. Something
1: else I saw too is just until the day of Jesus Christ yes. that we're all under construction. Yes. We're not a completed project. And yes. just having that heart of extending grace to one another because God is still at work on all of us mm. and just, you know, extending grace that like he is at work. And it might not seem like it in some situations. And that is so good, because sometimes your friends go
0: through trials, and you're like, Lord, why would you allow that? Why are you allowing that? And you know, Paul's talking from prison, Mm -hmm. and God allowed it, because he does a work through these
1: things. It's not that he exempts us, but he works through these things, Mm -hmm. which is so good, too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Let's move on to the next page. It's the continuation of day
2: three. Yeah. And, yeah. Okay, what do you want to... Uh, well, not woe, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I keep downplaying my thoughts. Anyways, uh, what stood out to me here when we're talking about like the affection and all of that for the believers and how we should have that affection for one another, mm-hmm. um, there were a couple thoughts I had on this. Uh, you know, I, I was reminded of uh, Brian's message a couple weeks ago on Colossians 3, and that was such a good word on, you know, tender mercies, kindness. Gentle, what, what was it? Humility, meekness, long-suffering, the, the attitude we're supposed to have towards one another right now in a culture that's so, um, well, we're so into cancel culture. And you see that kind blame. of and blame. And blame. And we see that extending into the church. Like, if you don't agree with me exactly and line up exactly the way I think, I'm canceling you. Right. And I'm like, why have we allowed that to seep into the church? And I was thinking about, you know, uh, I've been talking to my church history students down in Marietta. Um, about this sort of thing. When we look at the early church, the cool thing about the early church was that here's all of these churches all over the Roman Empire in very diverse cultural areas, because the Roman Empire was so vast. Mm-hmm. And yet they chose to have uh, unity without demanding uniformity. And that's just something that I keep seeing over and over and thinking about. Like, can't we have unity without demanding uniformity on every little non essential? Yes. Uh, I mean, that's once huge. looked at
0: Calvary, and I say once looked at all the Calvary chapels, mm. and said, "I love the diversity and unity." Yes, and that's what we've got to maintain. Yes, is really diversity important. in unity. I mean, mm-hmm. there are some non-negotiables like Virgin Birth, of course, and absolutely. you know, God's Creator, yeah, the and, the word, yeah. and yes, um, inerrancy, infallibility. Yes, inerrancy. yes. we don't. We don't Mm budge, but Mm -hmm. there are other things that whether you're pre-trib or Mm post-trib, whether you believe God did the earth in um, a literal seven days or in thousands of years, um, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know what I believe. (laughs) I'm pretty persuaded what I believe. Um, I'm a totally young earth person, which I get put down for that. But I don't put down the old earth people. Mm-hmm. And I still have fellowship. Right. I have a lot of friends that are Calvinists. Yeah. We still have fellowship. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not yeah. a Calvinist. Yeah. But, but we can maintain that, like you said, that love. But I thought about, mm-hmm. too, Paul is the one who wrote First Corinthians 13. He defined love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He said, this is what agape is. So when he's saying, I love you, or I have affection, it's not life. It's not just like, love you, mean yeah. it. Why? It's like... It's like serious.
2: He bears all things, believes all things. Yes, He realizes
1: there's hardship in the midst of relationships and still loves. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: Well, and how, I mean, you know, like Jesus said in John, how are people going to know that we're here as disciples? How are we going to look different by our love for one another? Mm -hmm. And if the world looks at us and we're all arguing with each other and fighting over silly things, it's like... Where's the, you know, what's the testimony there? (laughs) What is that reflecting? Yeah, and even
1: just like the way he opened the book with referring to himself as a servant. Mm. When we love each other this way, that's serving one another. And it's such an example of Christ and who he is.
2: Yeah, and that shows the world this is how to
0: do it. And, you know, I love the fact that they're partnered with him.
1: Mm -hmm. And it's in defense
0: and confirmation. So he's saying, you don't have to go through this. You don't have to have my same experience to be mm-hmm. a partner with me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not saying misery loves company or like I've been in chains. What have you done for Jesus? Mm-hmm. It's of none of that. He's like, you're right here with me. Yeah. I feel your prayers and you're associating with me still. And that's, that's good mm-hmm.
1: enough. Mm-hmm. That's really That's it, Mm -hmm. you know? One of my takeaways, too, is just, you know, Paul is known as this tough guy. Like, people tried to kill him, and they couldn't kill him, right? And, (laughs) I mean, he was bit by a snake, and he survived. But yet, we see this tender side of him. And what I see, too, is just that Mm. God brings the best out of all of his children. Mm. And he brings the best out of us. And when we let his love grow in our hearts towards each other, it brings Mm. out the best in us. Mm. Anything else before we move on to day four?
2: I'm just sorry, one last thought um, on grace. I actually had a thought on grace here since awesome. I didn't have anything earlier. <laughs> um, no, just uh, the grace to handle the chains, and you know, mm. to you know, in the defense and confirmation of the gospel, it "With me in, in grace." And I just I thought of that like. I think you were saying that about, like, you know, you have grace as a strength to walk through those things. And sometimes we're like, I don't know if I could handle this. I don't know if I could handle this trial. God will give you the grace when you're there, when you're Mm. in that moment. And he did that for Paul. And so I just, I like that aspect of the grace of God. That's
1: good. Okay, moving on to day four, (laughs) verses nine through 11. That's
2: great. Do you mind reading Jasmine? (laughs) On it. All right. And this I pray that your love may abound still more and more in knowledge and all discernment that you may approve the things that are excellent, that you may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ, being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God.
1: Okay. So now we're moving into Paul's prayer for the believers. Mm, Good one. And he's basically praying love and character development over them. So do you guys have any thoughts on these different attributes that he's praying? I I think it's um, interesting that love is the first.
2: Yeah.
0: That he puts love above knowledge and above discernment and, you know, proving in sincerity love. Mm-hmm. Love mm-hmm. comes first. And it's almost yeah. like as you have love, then you increase in knowledge. Because as it, uh, Paul had said in, to the Corinthians, he said, knowledge puffs up, but mm-hmm. love edifies. Mm-hmm. So knowledge without love is really empty. Again, First mm-hmm. Corinthians 13, if I know all things mm-hmm. and have all knowledge... Mm -hmm. But I don't have love. Mm -hmm. It profits me nothing.
1: And one of the verses, too, said to overflow more and more.
0: Yes. So not
1: just a little bit of love, but an overflowing love. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it's also a
0: a love and a knowledge with discernment. You know, our love has knowledge and discernment, which I put a deeper knowingness Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes an understanding, and sometimes we say, well, I have the gift of discernment, so I just rebuke them. And that's not what you, right. if you have discernment, you just start praying.
3: Mm-hmm. Like that's
0: what we're supposed to do with discernment, not go, well, I've had discernment about mm-hmm. them. You know, everybody watch out. No, discernment is supposed to be so that we can start praying, Right. that we can pray. Go ahead. Well,
2: no, no, no. And, and just that it's, cu- you have to have both. Kind of like right. what you're saying, yes. you can't have just instance, knowledge or just Or even just like, well, I guess what you would call just like blind love or something Mm -hmm. like that. There has to be a partnering there. Yeah. And I was just thinking even in in our culture, um, you know, I think think we equate or our culture equates acceptance and tolerance with love. Like, oh, that's love if you just accept. And I was like, wait a minute. That's right. (laughs) Right? That's not with knowledge and discernment because love would really want the best for someone. That's right. I mean, I don't want to get way deep into our cultural issues, but... Is it loving to perform a sex change on a ten-year-old? That might look accepting and tolerant in our culture, mm-hmm. but is that loving for that child? Mm-hmm. You see, that's—I mean—that's where where it hits the nitty-gritty in our culture right now. We're so into tolerance mm-hmm. that we think, "Oh, that's the love," and it's like, no, that's not love. Mm-hmm. You know, that, the, there's there's something else. Right.
0: That you well, love there. is not letting your child play in the ashes on the fire place right.
1: or yes, run into exactly. the street or something right. like that. Right. right, and Paul and all and of the other So yeah. Good. yeah. Paul in all of his letters too, other letters, oftentimes is correcting the churches from different things that they needed to be corrected on. And so undiscerning love is dangerous. Like you have to discern things. Yes, yes.
2: No, 1 Corinthians 5, I, mm-hmm. that, I put that, that's something I wrote down too, because yeah, that was like the guy who was sleeping with his mom yeah. and the church of Corinth is like, yay, exactly. they thought they were being loving exactly. because they were tolerating that. And it's like, no, 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 no. And yeah. so mm-hmm. that's speaking the truth in love. There has to be both. Mm-hmm. So,
0: But I also, I love that he was praying that they would learn how to approve Mm-hmm. Like they would see what the good is excellent. that they would learn to approve because sometimes there are people who think that spiritual growth is reproof to mm-hmm. go and correct everybody. Mm-hmm. But it's not spiritual growth is to find the good mm-hmm. and the excellent because that's, it, so that's what um, um, Romans 12 too, to find the good and the excellent mm-hmm. and to approve that and bring it out. And then, of course, sincerity that you're real. No Mm -hmm. pretense, no
1: deceit, just absolutely Mm -hmm. genuine. What you see is what you get. I saw one definition too that it said when it's held up to the sun's light, it's found pure. And so when the light exposes it, there's an inner purity and the sincerity is the inner righteousness or purity. And then without offense is the external one, Mm -hmm. like how we are with each other and our witness among each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah.
0: And then again, filled with the fruits of righteousness. Going to Galatians five twenty two. What's mm-hmm. the first fruit? Love. Mm-hmm. Love. In fact, my dad used to say that's it's singular. It's love. The fruit of the spirit is love. It doesn't say the fruits of the spirit are. Right. But he said the fruit of the spirit is love. And he, his contention wasn't really a contention. His opinion opinion was yes. that it was joy and you know peace, long suffering are all the fruit of love. This is what love looks like. This is the expansion of love. Mm -hmm. So um, I really like that. He says, I want you to be filled again with the fruits, this time, the fruits of the spirit, that, you know, the love would just, Mm -hmm. and it would be from the spirit.
1: Yeah, we're just seeing a pattern here of love as Mm -hmm. being a foundational thing that we need to focus on. And then I think, too, the fruits of righteousness are not like a superiority, Like,
0: I've got the fruits of righteousness, Mm -hmm. and I never sin, and I'm like, because there was, Jasmine and I, as we're doing church history, we're kind of right now um, in the civil war Mm -hmm. with uh, our podcast, Women Worth Knowing, Mm -hmm. and at that same time, there was a holiness movement, and these Mm -hmm. people actually believed that you could pray hard enough, and you waited for this moment of this anointing, and all of a sudden, you were holy, and you couldn't Mm -hmm. sin anymore, Mm -hmm. and you're like, oh, that'll get you in trouble, Yeah. (laughs)
1: thanks. Anything yeah. else before we move on? We need to move on to day oh, five.
2: No, just quickly. I, I, I just know for me personally, this was a good reminder about approving things that are excellent. I, I really, I you know, maybe some of you guys, if you follow like politics and look at what's going on in the world and stuff like that a lot, you st- it's hard to approve things that are excellent. You find yourself wasting time on, you know, getting frustrated about a lot of things and not having productive thought patterns and all that sort of thing. And I'm like, Mm. Lord, I want to approve things that are excellent, that are worth my time, that, you know, will promote godliness. I want to turn these thoughts into prayer so that it's going the right direction because I'm just going in circles. Just
0: one last comment before we move on that and I'll read it. But um, Mm -hmm. all the brochures and flyers that we're getting are are so negative. They don't tell us like, I'm running for this and this is what I'll do for you. It's like, that person's so awful. It's so terrible. You don't want this person. Mm -hmm. And I thought, wow, to run a negative campaign, to exalt myself by putting others down Mm -hmm. is not the way to go. Mm -hmm. And the church has to be different. I mean, like we're not the best church in the world we're the church that god has called us to Mm -hmm. and these other churches have merit and i don't want to run a negative campaign yes that you know of putting others down so i so you so you have to go with me Mm. and i thought gosh we cannot take on the culture Yes. Yeah. We can't. We more yeah. than ever have to have the culture of Jesus Christ and the right. culture of love and the Amen. mindset of Christ, and that's why we're in they Philippians, and that's why I'll read right our, now. Yes, they
1: yes, will know it's us by our j- love. Wow, nice segue. Thank you. Okay. Okay. verses twelve through fourteen. <laughs> Thank
0: you for approving.
2: Now, <laughs> that I was w- excellent, Cheryl.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now I want you to know, brothers and sisters that what has happened to me has actually advanced the gospel so that it has become known throughout the whole imperial guard and to everyone else that my imprisonment is because I am in Christ. Mm -hmm. Most of the brothers have gained confidence in the Lord for my imprisonment and dare even more to speak the word fearlessly. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so here we see this could be they needed to be encouraged because the first encounter they had with Paul when he first started the church in Philippi, God did that miracle of breaking him out of prison. Right. And so maybe their faith was being tested a little mm. bit here and they were like, why, why isn't God breaking him out of prison this time? Why sure. is he suffering through this? And maybe that you know, tested their faith a little bit. Okay, mm. in verse chapter 12 when it says the gospel being advanced...
0: Mm-hmm. That Greek word actually means blazed a trail. Ooh, Ooh, that's cool. So blazed a trail. So he yeah. goes into the Roman prison and instead of licking his wounds, he mm-hmm. blazes a trail mm-hmm. for the that's gospel. Awesome. Yeah. And now the imperial guard mm-hmm. all knows. And when he says in Christ, notice he doesn't say that my chains are in Jesus. Mm-hmm. He takes the messianic hope. That my chains are because the Messiah has come, because the Messiah is alive, and because he's the Messiah for the world, as Mm -hmm. as God promised. One of the first promises of the Messiah in Genesis was to Abraham, in your seed... -hmm. All the world will be blessed. Mm -hmm. So here's a messianic promise that he's blazing a trail. So he's blazing a trail in Gentile territory, in the deepest, darkest, worst Mm -hmm. area. You know, into the whole palace guard, Mm
3: -hmm.
2: he's blazing a trail. Yeah. That was something I, I thought about, too, just the fact that he went to an unreached group. Like, yes. who's going to reach these people? And it even reminded me of, of people, I don't know, I think Brian was even sharing, just, like, people that are uh, going to where there's um, protests and sharing the gospel with those people. Yeah. It's like, you know, we can't just run away from everybody. I mean, you know, I mean, as you're called and led, but still, just the fact that, like, man, we want to reach those people for Christ. Mm-hmm. We want them to know the mm-hmm. Lord. When, when my
0: dad had to have his chemotherapy, I went with him. And... It was like um, there were these men that were in there. And it was interesting because in the office, I just started asking them questions, and then I started sharing the gospel. Mm -hmm. And I said, Dad, why don't you take it from here? And they were such a captive audience. Here were these, they were the same age as my dad, very intellectual men. One was an architect, one was a um, writer, both of them atheist. And all of a sudden, they're listening to the gospel Mm. because it's chemotherapy. And I remember leaving it, and my dad said, This wasn't the mission field I wanted, Mm. but this is the mission field God gave me. Yeah, yeah. And He had seen everything as a mission field, and now this last.
2: Mm. Yeah. 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 No, that's that's such a great point. Actually, I know a gal, um, a family. My sister's uh, married to a Scottish guy, and the family friend over in Scotland, and she um, struggles with uh, bipolar and a lot of mental illness and everything. But every time she's in the hospital, somebody gets saved. I mean, she's Mm -hmm. always leading. She just did two weeks ago. She led somebody else to the Lord because she's constantly having to go into the hospital for different, you know, just to get balanced out in her hormones. But she's just a radiant witness. And I I just love her for that. I just Mm -hmm. think, man, what a cool opportunity. And that's that's what Paul does. He takes, and I think sometimes we
0: can see how the good things work for good, but we don't see how the bad things work for good. Yes, And that's exactly what you get out of here to, like, keep our hands open. Like, Lord... I, this doesn't look good, but I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to dedicate even this trial Mm -hmm. to you Mm -hmm. and see how you'll use it for good. I'm not going to blame Mm -hmm. these other people for what I'm going through. I'm not going to criticize. I'm not going to put them down. Mm. I'm simply going to give you this and say, Lord, use even this for your glory. Be glorified. Use me in this
1: Mm. for your glory. And mm-hmm. that continued surrender and mm-hmm. just trusting God's sovereignty in every single situation. And yeah. you see, too, like he still has joy in the midst of it. He's not in the dumps, even though he's in prison.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: I read somewhere that he wrote the books of Ephesians, Philippians, and Colossians That's during right. this time. That's so, I mean, right. think yes. about the, the blessing he was to the church as well. Yeah. The,
0: the Imperial Guard, too, is the elite military force charged with protecting the Roman emperor and his concerns so they were like the first team of the emperor and those are the ones he penetrated with the gospel and think Mm -hmm. of all the
1: lives they would affect
0: exactly and i put for my takeaway Mm because i just liked what i put i just put don't waste or absorb hard places god used even paul's arrest trial circumstances and imprisonment to herald the good news that Messiah had come. Paul's willingness to stand for Jesus as Messiah embolden others to stand mm-hmm. and speak out for Jesus, to testify of the gospel, never underestimate the power of a testimony.
2: Amen. Amen. And, 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 along with that, the part, how it inspired others. And mm-hmm. there, that's true. There is something about that encouragement. Uh, my best friend, she loves to go out street when it's saying, I do too. But the fact that she likes it emboldens and encourages me and so before COVID and all that sometimes we would go out like let's go to the beach after church and just go share with whoever's around you know stuff like mm-hmm. that it's just like it's emboldening you when other people yeah want to go do that But it's I, like, yeah, I want to share
0: also like you know the podcast that we do not, yeah. not these blatant pushes
2: for the podcast but <laughs> nah but we're going to go for it yeah, yeah let's you it. need to listen come yeah. on guys anyway go ahead
0: but you know it's these women that we talk about mm. that emboldens me mm-hmm. in my yes. faith and I'm thinking, you know, I'm I'm studying Amy Simple McPherson. That's that's for a couple of weeks okay. from now. Oh, yeah. But, you know, because that's my background. That's my parents' background. Mm. I'm getting so emboldened. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, Amy, uh, really what I see is like, um, believe it or not, is a selflessness. A willing mm. to like die to herself. Because some of the things she did on stage were like... Like humiliating. <laughs> really it's like, oh, I can't like, believe wow. you're wearing a little Bo Peep costume. But my mom said as a little girl, it was the illustrated sermons that captured her heart mm. for Jesus. Mm. And sometimes we don't want to like lose our reputation or appear
2: foolish or, you know. Right. Like how David mm. said, I'll become more undignified yes. than this. Nobody really mm-hmm. wants to do that, do we? Right. It's yes. like, oh, right. I will but when
0: I read these or listen to, you yeah.
2: know, you share,
0: or when I'm reading and studying for these, my faith is strengthened.
2: Totally. Sorry, one more thing. Okay, I just looked. We're okay, we're okay. We only have one more day. I don't have anything on that day, so it's okay. Um, So the thing you said about how Paul wrote those epistles from prison today's podcast <laughs> well, which is going to air later but I'm, I'm going to talk about some hymn writers and, and how they wrote out of suffering mm-hmm. there's something about trials that you know if you give it to the Lord like you were saying if we give those hard places to the Lord he can bring a lot of fruit out of that look yeah. at all the fruit that came out of these epistles in prison and we're going to mm-hmm. see look at these the fruit from these hymns is like whoa as okay, these got women were invalids it's like okay go ahead. Ian Bounce
0: Oh Ian Bounce is known um, kind of he's a He was a um, chaplain during the Civil War for the Confederate. Mm -hmm. Um, And he was, so he he goes out, his very first campaign, he's going out with the Confederate soldiers. He gets arrested and put in a northern prison. And he spends the Mm -hmm. whole Civil War in a northern prison. And that's where he developed his prayer life. Mm. was in a prison and when he got out of prison he wrote the book on prayer and he prayed for everybody in that prison he learned to pray for the north he learned to pray for the south Mm. he learned repentance everything that he would later write Mm. can you imagine a book all i learned about prayer
2: in prison, prison. Yeah. you know, yeah.
0: but we don't realize that sometimes, it, like you said, it's in the prisons of our life yeah. that God blazes a trail.
2: Yes, mm-hmm.
0: and that we learn the deepest lessons.
3: Yes, the so we need to in
1: and settle into wherever He has us, and trust yeah. Him that He can use those things when yeah. we are doing it for His glory. So good. Okay, we're going to move on to the last day <laughs> and verses 15 through 18, and I'll go ahead and read that. Some indeed preach Christ even from envy and strife, and some also from goodwill. The former preach Christ from selfish ambition, not sincerely, supposing to add affliction to my chains, but the latter out of love, knowing that I am appointed for the defense of the gospel. What then? Only that in every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is preached, and in this I rejoice. Yes, I will rejoice. Mm-hmm. Did you guys circle rejoice twice there? <laughs> Circling as we go. Mm-hmm.
0: It, one of the things, I, you know, as I've, um, I've been in Isaiah, I'm in Jeremiah, but I've also been doing uh, Proverbs, and I'm in mm-hmm. Ecclesiastes. And I was thinking, all of a sudden it dawned on me, wow, the Bible is a book of contrasts. Like there's a contrast. You've got God giving the garden. You've got Satan taking the garden away. Mm-hmm. You've got God promising life and speaking truth. You've got Satan lying. Um, you've got, and they've got this choice immediately in the garden. Right. And so what you see, even through Genesis, you see this contrast. There's the line of Seth. Well, first you've got Cain and Abel, right? Mm-hmm. And you see a difference, a contrast. Then you've got the line of Seth as um, contrasted to the rest of the world, right? Mm-hmm. Then you've got Abraham even contrasted to his A brother um haran who builds a city Mm -hmm. and abraham goes to a place that he doesn't know and lives in tents and never builds a city because he's looking for the city of the lord you've got joseph contrasted with his brothers jacob contrasted with esau so i started looking at the bible and because proverbs is like the fool does this but the wise man does this and uh, i just started seeing all these contrasts throughout the bible now when you've got a contrast what do you have You've got a choice. Mm -hmm. You've got all the trees of the garden, and you've got the tree of good and evil. Mm -hmm. All throughout the Bible, you've got this choice. You've always got this choice. And so again, the Bible gives you this contrast and says, which one do you want to be? Mm -hmm. Like in Galatians, do you want to be of the fruit of the Spirit, or do you want to be of the fruit of the flesh? Mm -hmm. You've got this choice. Mm -hmm. And I saw here this choice. How do I want to communicate Jesus? And what do I want the motivation of my heart Mm To be when I'm communicating Jesus. Mm. You know, and Peter, Peter says, when you, you know, let it be not of compulsion, Mm -hmm. not because you're forced, Mm. and not for, you know, gain or Mm -hmm. exaltation, but let it do purely out of love because you care so much about people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so Paul has this contrast, and he says, yeah, there are those who are doing it for rival and for self-exaltation, and some even, like, hoping to make it my jail sentence worse and harder Mm. and some were saying you know he deserves to be there that's just proof that his doctrine is wrong Mm. they're taking that and they're saying see i told you he was not a good guy if he was a good guy he would have been delivered he wouldn't be going into prison right now and then there's others who are like no paul's a good guy and we're standing with him and we love Mm. him and but both were preaching christ
2: Mm -hmm. interesting yeah I, I mean, yeah, and I think that, that was my uh, kind of takeaway from this is that Paul was more concerned about the message than the motive. Yeah, and, yes. um, and and the fact that, you know, I mean, he would fight he would fight, fight fiercely if he thought the message was being compromised. Mm-hmm. If there was some, you know, when he goes to the Galatians, he's like, whoa, legalism, uh-uh. Like he would really go exactly. to bat if there was a heresy going on. But somebody's motivations, he was like, I'm not going to let my own personal you know slights somebody or, doing or how something they feel to me. about me Yeah I'm not going to let that affect me I, I I don't want to get caught up in like being personally insulted here I right. I need to just keep focusing on the gospel I was like wow sometimes we get more worked up about being personally slighted than the gospel i'm like ooh. (laughs) and i think that's a message for the moment right now too there's a lot of controversy in church about how are you doing this
1: and how are you doing that but going back to the most important thing which paul is pointing out here is that christ is preached and then he's joyful when christ is preached that is the bottom line yeah Yeah. you know i was thinking again because we're saying we need to be
0: distinct from our culture Mm -hmm. And we have, as you said, a canceled culture. We have a divided culture right Mm -hmm. now that's so bad. Mm -hmm. We have a pretty mean-spirited culture. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking how we need to stand out from that. And the way to stand out is to love, Mm
3: -hmm. to
0: strive for unity, to be kind, and to not put someone who disagrees with us Mm -hmm. down, Mm -hmm. but to say, you know what?
1: we're all for the gospel of, of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm in my personal devotions, I'm reading in 1 Corinthians and I hit that part where it talks about, you know, people saying, I'm of Paul, I'm of Apollos. And he just keeps hammering back that point. Like he refuses to compete with another believer yeah. and hammers back the point that the most important thing is that Christ is preached and that's what makes the difference. And we certainly do yeah. not want
0: the things that are outside to come inside yeah. the church and divide us like politics. Mm-hmm. We have to be so careful politically. I mean, you can hold your views, but we have to be very careful because those people Mm -hmm. that hold the other views, Mm -hmm. that's our mission field, right? (laughs) Those are the people we want to bring to Jesus. And so that we don't want to, you know, you don't want to come up with your Trump shirt. I mean, no offense, wear a Jesus shirt yeah, (laughs) because we want to draw those people to Christ. All that will change. We had a woman that was so liberal when she first came to Jesus, she was passing out crystals to everybody in the um, church. And we're like, Whoa. And, you know, now she's like, like a big Rush Limbaugh fa- fan, you know? Right, You're like, oh, my right. gosh. Um, but we don't want to be political. We have right. to watch that. Right. Um, we have to make sure that we're Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. And Jesus is love. And Jesus brings together a mm-hmm. diversity of things. And yeah. I really believe that some of the people who are um, doing some of the things they do um, are doing it thinking they're being really loving. But because they don't know Christ, everything's skewed.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. and so and we need to approach love. them with love mm-hmm.
0: yeah. and kindness. And you I know? think
1: too, so good that Paul started this with this prayer and that that should be our focus too, that we're praying for people just like Paul did, that they would have sincere love, that they
2: would have yeah. this discerning love and a love with knowledge. Yes, yes, because yes, there's a way you can stand for truth in a loving way. You don't have to stand for truth in an aggressive, angry way. <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah. So.
1: Okay, well, yeah. we're out of I time love that. unless you guys have anything you want to add. Okay, well, then yeah. I'll just close with some announcements. We wanted to tell you, too, just the pattern for the morning. We have so many great opportunities and we're so thankful that we get to actually be in person if anybody wants to come in person. So starting at 8 a.m. on Friday mornings, we have a group of moms and grandmas praying. So in the family room, we've got uh, Moms in Prayer, 8 o'clock. Then at 9.30, in here, we're going to have our prayer challenge with Cher and her guests. Mm-hmm. And that is going to be a time where we are going to be going through the book of Philippians and we're going to pray through the verses that we're learning about and let God just work in our hearts. Because and,
0: it's also so important not just to read it, but to pray it. It's, mm-hmm. like, yeah. it's like, you know, it, it, the Bible's meant to be devotional. Not just cerebral. And if it's just a cerebral exercise like, oh, I see this and I see that. And we're not praying. Like, Lord, we pray for those that are, you know, rivals and who are doing it out of stuff. We pray that you touch their heart. We pray that we be Mm -hmm. united. We pray that the church would have more love. Mm -hmm. All of this is so um, incredibly important. Mm -hmm. And you're supposed to, this is not... um, This is not War and Peace. This is not a novel. (laughs) This is not um, the Encyclopedia Britannica. Even though it is a book of truth. It is a book that hits our spirit. It's a sacred book. Mm -hmm. It's the only sacred book. And therefore, it has to be a heart move. Mm -hmm. And therefore, it must be approached on our knees. It must be approached humbly, prayerfully. Lord, work this in me. See Mm -hmm. if there be any wicked way in me you know Mm -hmm. because I mean of course we want to look like the nice little Philippians but sometimes we're more like the you know rivals yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) okay you guys are I can be this too being
1: like a meditative study and so people are like what does that mean and so meditate is when you take scripture and you read it and you learn about it and then you take prayer and you pray and And then God does this thing it's that stopping slowing down that's meditating once you've read the word and prayed you've meditated How do you like that? I love it. it. So so that starts at 9.30 on Fridays in Mm -hmm. here. And then we'll have a quick little transition, which those that are here today saw our little transition. And then at 10.15, we'll do our discussion through the next chapter. So next Friday, we'll be discussing week two of our devotional. And if you haven't gotten it yet, this is available on Women dot cccm.com and also for our prayer time if you want to send in a prayer request you can email us at women at cccm.com so that's just a little difference our email address has the at symbol and we will bring those out and the ladies will pray over those and was it Cher sure that it said like help a grandma
0: <laughs> i'm a grandma You know, and I need help with those kind of things, too. (laughs) Like, I've never even been on Facebook in my life. Well, once, but it was my daughter's Facebook just to check out Brian's old girlfriends. And I've never actually done it, like, for myself, you know? And, well, where they are now, you know, where they are now. (laughs) And, um, it's like, um... I, I would I would need help yes. with that. So, women.cccm.com, so
1: mm-hmm. or if you want to email us a prayer request, women at cccm.com. Well, we are out of time. So, Cheryl, would you close us Quicker. in prayer?
0: Lord, thank you for this time. Lord, thank you for this epistle. Thank you for mm-hmm. Paul's imprisonment, because that forced him to write this epistle. Mm-hmm. Lord, we pray that you would give us this perspective, that perspective, Lord, of Um, That you are the God that is so big and so great that you can even use COVID. You can use fires, Lord. Even though they're bad things, you take bad things and you can still use it for good. And Lord, we want to present to you right now all the bad things. Lord, all the bad things. And I'm just going to ask you to just take a moment and just open your hands and put all the bad things there. And just say, Lord, we're going to give you all the bad things. All the job losses, all the pains, all the... um, hard places, Lord, the financial uh, problems. Lord, we're going to give them to you, Lord, all the cancers, all the sicknesses. We're going to give them to you, Lord, all the bad things and say, Lord, use these, even these, for the furtherance of the gospel. Use even these to blaze a trail, God. Use even these. And Lord, we pray that we would truly be bond servants that say not our will, but your will be done. Whatever you want, Lord, because we know you're so good and we love our association with you and we love the people that you have brought into our lives. Lord, we pray that we would stand out from this culture by the power of Jesus Christ working in us, by the abundance of the love that that the Holy Spirit sheds into our heart, that we would look different, sound different, act different than, than that culture, that people would know that we are your disciples mm-hmm. by your love, that extraordinary love of Jesus Christ flowing on us, in us, and out of us. And we pray these things mm-hmm. by the only name that can do these, by the only name that has made it possible, by the only name that has made us the children of God, by the only name that is exalted above every name that is named, by the name of Jesus, oh hallelujah, I'm a Pentecostal, we pray these things in Jesus' name, amen. Amen.